Welcome to In a Good Way Podcast. I am Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host. Pratik. And today we have two very special guests, Rayon and Imran. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. Um, today we have a very special episode, um, and this is going to be inspired on Valentine's Day. So um, our kind of main topic with that is really discussing relationships in the modern era. So Imran, would you like to kind of give us uh, your take on... Um, how you view relationships in the modern day era and how it's changed from, let's say, um, a decade ago? Well, I feel like relationships now have become more than anything like a status symbol. And it's more like a token that people just hold, right? Um, especially like middle school, high school relationships. Like, honestly, when people. Yeah, <laughs> like those, I, w- I would, mo- for most of those, I wouldn't even consider them relationships, right? Because when you're in this age, when you're in that age, you you still don't know exactly what you want, and the reason like and and to pick somebody like out of like the masses, um, to be your partner during that time is sort of arbitrary because it's not you're not really aligning with someone because of similar views or for because you actually sh- like share connection, but it's more of oh I don't have a girlfriend I want to find a girlfriend and like this person meets meets criteria like abc right it's it's really baseless and i feel like um these early relationships don't really mean much and i don't know if anybody else shares that sentiment but that's that's just what i believe i think they definitely don't mean much in regards to longevity <clears throat> but i think the point of like middle school and high school relationships for people who choose to seek them out is to kind of understand what you want so you can make more well-informed decisions later on in life yeah, I think it's just like trials. Middle school relationships, though, I don't think that counts for anything. Does that? That's like your golden years. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rayon, I pity you if that's your peak. <laughs> yeah, I peaked in middle school. A pity pool. <laughs> Seventh grade. I, I, I can back um, what what Rayon just said about how it's sort of a trial. That is actually probably the one thing that's beneficial about talking to sort of a person of the opposite sex during this time because what about the same sex <laughs> well <laughs> backed me up into a corner i mean what, whatever you're into whatever floats your boat at what age, god knows what jacob's into <laughs> at what age do you think um you know one can start having serious relationships or you know is reaches that level of maturity well it's i don't i wouldn't say it's like a set year but um because there are, like, don't get me wrong, there are those r- extremely rare cases where you meet somebody in middle school and you begin a relationship there and you sort of go on and off or maybe just stick through it for for such a long time. And, and those, I'd say, are, like, really rare connections that are possible but um, don't really happen much. But um, back to what you were asking, Pratik, uh, if there is like a certain age or a time whenever people would be able to find a meaningful relationship, I'd say just right out of high school or maybe near the end of high school because at that point you you know sort of what direction your future is headed and you know what type of per- you you should have an idea of me- what type of person you want or maybe what type of person you don't want right and so um, as I was saying back to um, back to what Rayon said about the trials thing. Um, I think that's really important. Even if you're not, um, like the way the way that people um, make relationships is is sort of like a trial, like what Rayon said, and that um, 
and that the reason for talking although maybe for another motive um like just as i said like a status or something um you do like benefit from it because you get an idea of oh this is something that ticks me off or i wouldn't be able to be with somebody who does whatever right so just the process of talking to somebody for an experience uh, an extended uh, amount of time really benefits you in that you understand what you like and what you don't like if that makes any sense mm-hmm. uh, what do i have to say um i think everything that imran hit on was very discussed it was very accurate yeah if i could say one thing for what i was gonna say actually Oh yeah, I don't think at the end of high school is an appropriate time for a relationship you think is going to have serious longevity just because of college. And I think it really depends on your career path also, because I know people who like do, you know, post-grad school, like whether it be med school, uh, MBA, PhD, anything like that, they're going to school after that as well, so that might require another move, which could be problematic in regards to a relationship what are you guys' thoughts on long-term relationships if we're discussing like moving away okay, from so one another like distance? what do you mean specifically long distance okay. long, long distance yeah, i yeah. think i think it's a bad decision i don't think it i like i just don't think it can work because e- even if you know someone really well i think something as intimate as a relationship requires closeness and the ability to just talk to that person and even with the technology we have today if you're sending a text to someone, you're going to think about what you're going to send more than you would think about what you'd say. So it's not the same sort of communication that you would get Do you in think person. we'll ever reach a point where technology will be able to bridge the gap in long-distance relationships? I personally don't think so. Unless I, teleportation. Well, yeah, I mean, because there's that distance barrier. Yeah. Like, I think you really need to be able to actually talk to that person. Oh, what's um, that just reminded me. Have you, have you guys seen that uh, video on like Twitter uh, that's been going around of like this Asian mother who she has her um, virtual reality headset on and she's seeing she's like interacting with her deceased daughter. I have heard creepy. about that. That's I did so not sad. watch it. That's that, terrible that, though. That, yeah, that's <laughs> sort of what remind like what's what that reminded me of. Like with if technology gets to that point, um, yeah, that's that's. Have you, you haven't seen that? It's it's no. this Asian mother, and like she like you can see she's like frantically trying to reach for the daughter oh who's right in front of her, <laughs> and terrible. people That's people were terrible. joking around on Twitter like, oh are these people like these people are just like do they not watch Black Mirror like they're mimicking like what would happen in one of their oh, episodes yeah, for sure right, um so, I don't know yeah. Te- technology can can get really scary but back to your question I feel like I feel like technology. Because you can't really predict what's going to come out next. So I'd rather stay on the safe side and say there might be something that, that would be able to maybe bridge that gap. Because honestly, although it's not nearly perfect, right now the gap is it's a lot better than it was before. Because previously, um, previously people wouldn't even be able to talk long distance. And long distance relationships like were plausible. Um, right? Because back then, like, just a call overseas would, oh, yeah. would like, cost an extraordinary amount of money, right? I feel like long-distance relationships now... Oh, I thought that was a bird. 
uh, I feel like long distance relationship now, uh, relationships now are much more plausible than they were, say, yeah. even just like 10 years ago, or just due to like FaceTime. Or, and I feel like we're going to get to a point where hopefully, um, maybe moving away for college, um, or maybe if, if you have somebody that's in, that's enlisted in like the army or something, um, you'd be able to interact with them almost seamlessly. I think just the issue that happens though, is if you're somewhere like college and you're in a relationship with someone long distance, there are so many people who are right there in the college with you. Yeah. That's a good point. So... Human nature makes that sort of thing very difficult. I think it depends on the type of relationship you had with that person when you were, you know, with them. I mean, I think, like, if you met them online, then I don't think that's going to work. But, like, let's say you actually um, were good friends with them, like, for, let's say, through high school um, before, you know, you went to different colleges. I think that could work, um, obviously, depending on how close you guys were and um, how open you guys are with each other on uh, social media, text, call, whatever it is. Well, yeah, and I think it especially w- does work well with things like friendships. Yeah. That, but I think relationships is where it breaks down. But I, think I think it depends. Like, yeah. for example, there are many relationships that start as friends and evolve into relationships. So, like, I, yeah. Like critique and Jacob. Jacobs. Not I, true, not true. Happy third anniversary, guys. Really proud of both. <laughs> but I think the point is um, that... Um, <laughs> A lot of people, like, for example, like, I think there are two types of relationships. Um, obviously, there are many, but um, I think the two main types are where um, the individual, you know, the, the, the couple basically starts off as good friends and then they eventually evolve into a relationship and otherwise um, where, you know, they just immediately feel a connection and they start to, uh, they kind of skip that friend stage. I don't know if it's just those two possibilities. I'm just saying two I, of many. Uh, yeah. Two of many, my bad. Yeah, I'm back to what you're saying about human nature and like how, if if you if you um, if you're in like a long distance relationship, you might stray away from that person. Yeah. Um, I know there's this quote from from Johnny Depp. He said, "If you love if you love one person and then you also begin to love someone else, then you should always go for that second person because you you wouldn't uh, love." that other person if you didn't actually like love the first person if that makes sense like if you really like something you wouldn't stray away from it right you'd stay uh, committed to mm. it so so if you're offered if you if you say that you're committed to one option and are offered another and another and then you consider that second option then why would you even pick that first option because if you really wanted that first option then the second then then you wouldn't even consider the second like the second um and I feel like that's that's a testament to how how your mentality should be with relationships. Um, you should stick on one person, and if if you begin to like falter in your uh, in your decisions, like on who who you like more, then go for that second person because they chances are that you like that person much more than the first person. And I feel like um, a relationship breaking up is a good thing for both people because that shows that one person won't be able to like somebody else to the extent that that person needs to be loved right and so if one person's parting ways for whatever reason that that's better for both people because that person can find what fulfills them and the other person can find somebody that would be able to give that effort for them if that makes sense yeah i agree with you completely i think it's bad when people try to make stuff work that wasn't meant to work you don't want to waste the time of both people and i think the important factor that is um being mutual on both sides and I think that's something that's very hard to tell, especially in 
the modern day era where like people are really um you know they find it really hard to be upfront with each other a lot of people want to say stuff in like mm, uh, you know different ways and that can obviously lead to misinterpretation and uh, you know especially in social media because you don't really know how direct someone is being especially when it's over yeah. text or on the call when you don't get to actually see their face yeah transparency is really important yeah, yeah. So I think that's um, kind of a good way to, or a good place to segment into our morality discussion segment, um, which is uh, kind of inspired by Rayon. Um, and it's the hierarchy of needs and how it has evolved over time. And more importantly, how um, we as human beings and also uh, members of this generation have responded to that. So um, Rayon, what's, what are your kind of thoughts on that? So <clears throat> what I specifically wanted to discuss is the hierarchy of needs and how it's evolved post-World War II to modern day. What, so is this a WASP project? It's oddly specific. But I mean, if you think about it, um, if you think about it on a very large scale, it's very simple. We used to only live for some, like, um, day-to-day, meeting, like, our primary needs in terms of, like, eat, sleep, like, yeah. some basic relationships. But I think we've reached the point in society, or at least, like, in first world countries mm-hmm. where we're actually at a point of self-actualization which is why i think issues like mental illness and like um a lack loss of identity in terms of like atheism becoming more prominent and stuff like that people questioning traditional beliefs to a much greater extent than they would have in the past i think it's an interesting thing to see i just wanted to hear your guys thoughts on that yeah, um, I completely agree with you. I think that's one of the main reasons um, we're seeing a shift in uh, social media behavior. For example, um, if you look at the early 2010s, even like the you know, early 2000s, um, that's really when we as society started to shift towards social media and wanted to become closer together. And we were coming from, you know, like suburbs um, where everyone was really going from uh, closely uh, tight-knit neighborhoods to getting larger, more independent lifestyles. But then I think there's a shift in this generation, really ours, to try to go back to finding a sense of belonging and community. And that's, I think, something our generation is going to struggle with specifically, um, which is trying to find that middle ground between, um, you know, uh, living a healthy lifestyle with your close friends, family, um, and at the same time still being connected to society. I feel like losing a sense of individuality isn't something that's too new right because if you think back um everybody wants to be like whoever's big at the time right like we have jackie kennedy everybody wanted to be like jackie kennedy right marilyn monroe everybody Mm -hmm. wants to be like marilyn monroe kim kardashian everyone wants to be like kim kardashian now kylie jenner everyone wants to be here right so it's not (laughs) it's not something that's that's new but i feel like um from world war ii everybody came from sort of like this cookie cutter right and then from there after everybody was like after the war people were able to become um prominent figures right um obviously media became much larger and people began to gain a following and those people who gain a massive following they're bound to have people under them trying to like um emulate that person and try to become the embodiment of that person that they follow right and that could be seen by them talking like that person dressing like that person um and in that sense they're losing their individuality 
um, and I don't think it's too I don't think it's too much of a new thing but also if you think further back like um, to times before uh, World War Two and World War One you you don't really hear about pop culture figures like in ancient Egypt who was a pop culture figure like you can't think like like it's it wasn't like the people had different priorities survival was a priority um, having children was a priority and passing on your beliefs to your children was a priority now I feel like with the invention of like technology and our progression we have much more free time to just explore um, explore different things and just maybe use our time in ways that isn't really necessary well, I think yeah, so go ahead Jacob I think so much of what we do now wouldn't really be a thing without this free time i mean yeah if we didn't have the level of convenience that we do now even basic things like phones i mean most of us wouldn't be doing things like i mean like act deck things like that um because you need to worry about just getting the basic learning you need to do well to like be able to do school to be able to like succeed in a job and now there's so much more because we have these basic conveniences. Mm -hmm. It's trying to succeed in a job that you enjoy, that like that you're passionate about. I agree with that. Um, and I think that's something that's... I don't think that's necessarily good or bad. I think it's just something our society needs to um, deal with because there are both positives and negatives to that. The positives are obviously, like you guys said, we, can, um, we have the luxury of being able to participate in unique activities that our previous generations did not have the chance to um, do but at the same time like Rayon said um, we also do have more uh, pressing issues such as mental health um, that I think our society hasn't really come up with a solution for or hasn't paid really enough attention to yeah and and I'd, I'd say my views on like this sort of stuff is much more conservative because I mean I'm a second gener generation immigrant right and so from the east like uh and like the middle east a lot of people's views are a lot more conservative so that's the, the views i'm growing up listening to but even so like there's always doubts in my head right and brown was talking about how people are straying away from their culture and their beliefs and leaning towards atheism or just um losing their sort of identity right and um you know people say that um like an empty mind is the devil's playground right and so I feel like when somebody doesn't have a goal, an ambition, or something to do, that's when it's prime time for them to get lost um, and and become depressed and just not not really... They, they lose, like, um, sort of meaning in their lives, right? Um, but there are cases, like, I... Um, I, I yeah, like I've I've I know from um, people who are atheists and seem to have that drive and that motivation. And I'm not saying that oh, um, like something like uh, atheism isn't like like I'm not I'm not trying to say that um, that's sort of bad in this time period, right? Um, but it's that sort of drive that you need. And as long as you have a goal, I feel like. Uh, those are the people who will be successful and won't really suffer as much as other people who don't have something in mind and have that free time uh, and that leisure to fall into a dark place and maybe become depressed. And I think that's the difference between spirituality and um, religion. 
Okay. Like you said, you don't need to be um, follow a specific religion. Like, um, yeah, you can you can be atheist and still follow a certain um, kind of philosophy. It just needs to be, um, you know, you you personally need to be binded by your own moral um, mor- yeah. morals and ethics. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that is based off of spirituality. Um, so, however that may be for you or your family or whoever it is. I think that's something that um, all of us need to have, um, whether it is religious, whatever uh, whatever moral code you want to follow. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I think the biggest thing people can fall into with so many of the things that have been developed is a sense of aimlessness, like it, it, you don't where you don't have an objective, that's what I was like everyone yeah. was saying. Yeah, you're just. It's very easy to waste your ability to live at yeah. this point. I think that's back to what Brown's saying about how people lose their identity and just become, they, they feel themselves to be one person of the masses and they think that who would care, like, oh, I'm not here. Like, they, become, they gain a sense of hopelessness. So, I definitely enjoy how this discussion has been going. Um, I think, I just want to clarify something that I said earlier. I said when, um, like, discussing this whole hierarchy of needs evolution after World War Two, I mainly just meant that in reference to the fact that after World War Two, globalism allowed for uh, greater wealth, um, like, standard of living across a majority, or not a majority, but most, like, American, like, just, just America and Canada. Western European countries allowed for a much greater standing of living, standard of living, and we've seen that only increase across the globe for the most part, uh, which is uh, the context in which I was posing that question. Um, I think myself, I believe that most people have reached the stage of, like the first three stages have been met, physiological uh, needs, safety needs, and love and belonging. I think where we're at now is stuff like esteem and self-actualization. And I think like the, the nihilism we associate, like that's like associated with like trying to find your own path can end up causing like a lot of issues just in regards to like a sense of hopelessness in terms of like there's so many ideas out there. I don't know which one works for me, stuff like that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. more of so what I was thinking. Okay. So no, another thing we wanted to discuss was music and basically genres of music. Imran told me that he had a rock playlist he wanted to show me. Um, so load that out. Yeah, just I don't. Recently, I've been. I don't know if it's just me, but I've been really bored with like the music that's been coming out. Right. Yeah. It's. It's not like there's nothing that's come out recently that has a shelf life of over two weeks. That's how I feel. Like. You'll you'll get a like one song that will become a hit for a couple weeks, and then what what next? Some another song comes out. Like there's nothing I feel that's sticking right now. Yeah. An example would be like, like an a artist that I follow and I listen to a lot, like Lil Uzi Vert, right? Um, he makes rap music. I'm sure every, like most people are familiar with him. He's relatively new, um, but um, he he drops his song Footsaw Shuffle, right? And that song like. Everybody was bumping it for, I'd say, a solid couple weeks, right? I'm not sure how high it charted, but... And then it just, like, disappeared. And a part of that is because his PR um, just stopped promoting it. 
and that's because he decided that he needs more time to to release his album because what Uzi's been doing he's been dropping singles um, if you can think back to like that's Iraq and then Sanguine Paradise um, five one. so it charted um, at five okay it charted at number five and does it say how long it was on the charts um, I think it oh current position uh, I think the point I think the point still stands but um, yeah. basically it is the highest charting um, currently the, the solo song on the chart but at the same time there is a short um, shelf life with any rap song um, yeah but I think it really goes back to personal preference. It's the fact that um, music, especially in rap, is constantly changing. Um, and I think it's more to do with the audience taste rather than, uh, or, or actually what the industry is pushing rather than what the artist is producing. I mean, if you look at artists, um, like diverse artists like Kanye West, he does have a very diverse disc, uh, discography, but at the same time, there are certain songs of a certain genre that are pushed rather than uh, you know, his more diverse songs. Like 808s is rarely played anymore. But at the same time, like the life of Pablo will still be played way more. I uh, um, I'm not really sure if I agree with, with that, as in like, I feel like I feel like right now nobody's making any songs that you'd consider a classic. You know what I mean? Like if you think of classics by Kanye West, there's Say You Will, right? Mm-hmm. And that's off 808 and Heartbreaks, yeah. right? Um, he has his uh, and the song, the songs that are like that everybody knows like oh like mercy right yeah. everybody knows that song don't like everybody knows that song right and then it's do you think don't like like chief keith oh no yeah 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 everyone exo tour life was exo tour life is i feel like the closest i'd say that would be 100 percent top three uzi songs but i'm not sure if it's going to be a classic actually it I- in my opinion, it's already. I, th- I think it's hard to evaluate the classic you, status of I'm sharing it to the contemporary group songs just due to the fact that they haven't had time to mature yet. And I think like a bigger issue with um, these songs in general isn't the nature of like rap specifically, um, but how society has evolved over time. I think with new inventions, especially social media, our attention spans and focus has just gotten so egregiously low that it makes it harder for things like this to yeah. uh, have more longevity. And I think a really good example of that is there used to be a genre called AOR, uh, which stood for Album-Oriented Rock. And really, all it was just basically rock, but in the <laughs> album format. And it's not a genre anymore. You don't really see new AOR anymore. Uh, let me, let's see what let's see what you got on. Yeah, you like that's, yeah, yeah. So. You guys think rock is dead? No, I no. I, I think I I think I, it's more. It's that's, become that's a, bit of a common tagline. I feel like it's yeah. become more of uh. It, I think it's, it's driven less away. It's, it's driven away from a widespread genre to more of like a niche, yeah. right? Yeah. So so with me, I never really got into rock music, and I yeah. sort of. What got me into listening to any of it at all was playing Guitar Hero Three: Legends of Rock. Okay. Um, when I was a lot younger, because on the, I had that I had that game on the Wii. A bunch of my friends had it on the Wii too, yeah. um, and we we we'd always just play on it because it was it was a genuinely fun game. And when you play that game over and over, you you begin to g- grow attachment to the songs that are on that um, yeah that are on the track list of that um, game. And a couple of days ago, 
I was like, man, I'm really bored of like my music, because yeah. it's just songs that I've been recycling over and over, just listening to them on my daily commute, um, listening to them whenever I'm in somebody's car, listening to them when, not really when I'm in public, because in public, you know, God knows what they play. <laughs> um, but so I was like, you know, what should I listen to? I already, right? Uh, and I do this thing where I just start, I get into a new genre, right? Yeah. So this is just one of my niche um, playlists. I, I made a playlist for rock music, um, and it's just one of my niche playlists. Yeah. I have a playlist for Arabic music. I have a playlist for what I call quirky music, right? Mm. Um, Do you want to elaborate more on that? <coughs> like it's a lot of Orange County country. What? Not country. Is it and county? Similar to Rex Orange County. It's 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 like songs that you'd find on TikTok. To be honest, let's. Oh, okay. And. Yeah, and in my I, so I wanted to hear because I know Jacob is really uh, familiar with rock music and you 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 like to play guitar and all that, yeah. right? Yeah, so I I just wanted to run by my playlist for you and, and just because there's not that many songs, I think yeah. there's fifteen songs. It's looking through it. Uh, I know I I can tell you my first my my oh, favorite what's your favorite. Songs. What's your favorite? My favorite song is actually I've I'd say I have three. Okay. One by Metallica is probably one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, through the Fire and Flames. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, Through the Fire and Flames. Um, and where is it? Can't Be Saved by Senses Failed. Hmm. Do you, do you, are you familiar with the third one? Some, can't I, be I saved? don't know the third one. Okay, that was like a bonus track on Guitar Hero 3. Oh, <laughs> so like, like after you beat the game, like you could buy that song and mm-hmm. unlock it. But looking through it, are there any songs that you um, are familiar yeah. with? So, Paranoid is a really great song. That is a great song. I like that one. And uh, Sunshine of Your Love, that's uh, yeah. some early Eric Clapton with one of his like millions of bands he's been in. Yeah. And I play both of those on guitar. Those are really? both really fun songs. Yeah. I also really like Paint It Black by the Rolling Paint Stones. Paint It Black is a great song. Yeah. They, I was actually reading, because if you look at the title track, it has a comma mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, grammatically, there's no reason there should be a comma there. Yeah. So I was reading the record label messed up and put a comma. <laughs> On accident? Oh, wow. Yeah. So and they just kept it? That, yeah, they just kept it. That's funny. A Barracuda's a good song. Are you familiar with Black Sheep by Metric? I don't know that one. Is that, I, I think I know, uh, I know a Metric song. Metric isn't too popular, but the reason I know this song, <clears throat> it's sort of arbitrary, like, yeah. um, because this one isn't, like, heavy rock. It's sort of more leaning towards like emotional, like emo rock. Yeah. Right. Which honestly is it's a it's a um that's a genre in its own. Uh, the I got that song from uh do you, do you remember the movie Scott Pilgrim vs the World? That movie's great. Yeah. That's 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 a great movie. Yeah. Um, that song is on there. It, like it plays for a little bit, mm. and so I I was listening to. It. I'm like I'm like what song is that? So I looked for it and I found it and I it's a it's actually a really good song. Yeah. I. I know their song "Gold Guns Girls" because they play that on yeah, the alt so stations. Gold Guns Girls. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Have Disturbed? Disturbed? No. It's a rock band. Um, have you listened to like, like the? Heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used because I was stumbled on their video once. Um, they have a good version a, oh. of "Sound of Silence." Yeah. I need to listen. I need to add Chop Suey to this. My system of a down. That's another one I don't know. Really, that one's yeah, extremely famous. Good. No, it's it's like that's very popular. They're like punk and like kind of metal inspired, also. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cho- yeah. No, Chop Suey is like System of a Down. I don't really, I don't really like listen to this type of music, but yeah. like I feel like the way like my, my taste works is I'll hear a song and I'll instantly know if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So that song, it's it's weird, but like I, I can vibe with it. Yeah, you should look up the band Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I think I think, like, I think you've mentioned clothes. that to me before. Yeah, I wear one of the shirt? shirts. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's it, that's it. Based on your play, I think you'd like them. Smashing pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. Can you personally like listen to music like without lyrics or do you even like uh, like lyrics more? Yeah, actually. Um back in my IB days. Way back. Like whenever I'd I'd be doing like all nighters or something and I I just you get bored easily, right? Yeah. And so when you're like when I'm working, I like to just put on music. And sometimes I'll just I'll I have my Alexa next to me. I'll just tell her, Alexa, shuffle some studying classical music, right? Something I can just listen to. But after a while, I'm like, okay, I want to listen to something else. I'll just play Minecraft music. Whoa, you know, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll just because because that type of music and music from all video games that's played in like the background is meant for you to just listen to something. But not really, like, you can tone in and out of it. Like, it's not something you focus on. It's just something that can be played in the background while you focus on something else. Because yeah. if video games had distracting music in them, nobody would want to play them. So music from games like Minecraft or Zelda or just other video games is perfect to study to because it's something that you can vibe with but also not get distracted while you work. Yeah. I think a great video game soundtrack is the video game so- or the soundtrack to the video game Spiral Knights. Spiral Nights. Spiral Nights. I think, so, I think you've uh, yeah, mentioned that I, game to I, me before. I try to get everybody I know to play it at one point. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the game is like on its... It's about to die. It used really? to be a more popular MMO. On, okay. It's like available on Steam and on like the Spiral Nights website. Yeah. It was basically I I like yeah. um, a... I think like Diablo. Okay, yeah. With yeah. like cuter characters. Okay. It, it, so they look like pretty, Jacob. It, it was a pretty yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of Jacobs running around finding like fighting. So monsters. I can fight with that. Yeah. They're shutting the game down? Well, there's like fifty people on like at peak hours. Okay. Oh, wow. And you're the best. Of all <laughs> I, I stopped playing a while ago. Oh, but no, they had they had a PvP scene. I uh they they have um You clapping that? Yeah, they had like leader. They had leaderboards. Oh. They had leaderboards in terms of like, um, so after every game you get like points. Yeah. Like so it's, it's it's kind of like a rank system. Yeah. But it's not like a rank system because like okay. you still get a little like, You still get points from losses. <laughs> okay. I think like over the summer I played like with lunch. Um, yeah. Okay. I think I got onto like top three. The losses got you into the leaderboard. The losses got me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For makes sure, sense. For sure. For sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, but no, I played the game so much. I think it has a really cool aesthetic. It has a really cool, I mean, art style, which relates to the aesthetic. I haven't, I haven't added you on what's it called, League of Legends yet. Yeah, I, you need I to, always I forgot. To add me what's it there. called? Because uh, Riot Games came up with a new game. Um, it's called Legends, Legends of, of Runeterra. Yeah, man, it's a card game. Yeah, it's a card game. Yeah. I the thing is, I love that those type of games because like Hearthstone. <laughs> the, the, yeah, because I beta tested Hearthstone back in oh. 2016, oh, 2015. Wow. No, 2015. I beta tested it. Um, <clears throat> and the way I got, I beta tested it, I had to go to some Korean beta <laughs> beta test website. I know I had to get a key from a beta test website. Um, it was like in a, in Korean because all the American like keys were out. And this one, this Korean one still had it. 
So my game was in like a Korean for a while until I figured out how to switch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like those type of um, s- strategy um, like card games. It's uh, it's like yeah, that's yeah. really fun. And Riot Games has been making like like their their new games are pretty good because recent they've come out with two games like TFT, TFT, and yeah. Legends of Runeterra. And honestly, I've been playing both of those a lot. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It's really fun. I've tried to get into both of those. I just <clears throat> think like the whole auto chess and card game genre. I'm just not a fan of it personally. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that you have to you have to get into. Yeah. I, I, I used to play card games earlier like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude, Imran knows. Imran <laughs> knows. Auto middle school. What's it called? Me, had, me and yeah. Nymore. I had no idea how to play. I just yeah. liked I I liked the culture around it. Like, all the card designs are so cool. Yeah, that's honestly like... same thing with Pokemon. Like ever oh, since yeah. I was small, yeah. I, when I was small, I collected hello Pokemon cards. Yeah. I didn't know how to play the games to save. Oh my no, life. me neither. I just had the I cards. Just, yeah. I just, damn, that's a Mewtwo. I'm buying that. Oh yeah. Like I, I had no idea how to play, and and you, the thing is, you can't just decide to play because you have to have somebody to play with. If yeah. if your environment isn't playing that game, because I know Shell Shell elementary school had people playing like Beyblade and stuff like that oh yeah and we like brought our Beyblades out to like recess. oh my elementary school banned Beyblades and Stinson yeah. nobody played nobody that type that. of stuff right so I never got into Beyblade and Stinson everybody bought Bakugan but nobody played oh. it nobody played it you guys it. have Silly Strings? So, oh Silly, silly Strings bands? was a global phenomenon did you, how many did you have? Me? Yeah. I could wrap my whole body in silly <laughs> strings. Silly. I could. Silly band. Oh, silly, band. silly band, yeah. Oh, yeah, silly band. I could. They're exciting. That, yeah, no. Fifth grade was an exciting and time. What happened in fifth grade for that you? That was some silly bands. Silly bands? Fifth grade was not oh, silly band. We had silly bands in third grade. I think, I think you were. I remember illicitly no, trading silly bands yeah. under the playground stuff. I, re- I got scammed out of my Bakugan one time. What? For silly bands? No, no, not for silly bands. Those were those were two different times, I think. There was um. I think like the whole Bakugan Beyblade thing was like all those third to fourth grade. Yeah, like, all so those silly bands like kind of overlapped that. Man, all yeah. those fads were. Imagine how much money like it's it it's just those things that people make like think of an idea. Oh, like Pat Rock. And I just make yeah Pat Rock. Uh, was the that, fidget the spinners. Yeah. You can't forget fidget spinners. Oh, those, yeah, that was, that was when we were in middle school. Yeah. No, yeah, those, those were 8th grade. 8th yeah, grade, yeah. end of 8th grade. And what's it called? Honestly, I can get behind fidget spinners. I have a fidget spinner. Sometimes when I'm just sitting down, I just flick it around. Like, it's it's something that, like, it's not something you think about. It's just something that's there. But but it's not something you spend money on, like silly bands and Bakugan. Because I, I, I know a lot of people who balled out on those, who <laughs> broke the bank so that they can get that. <laughs> wow. Those silly bands? non-circular, non. Oh, those man. that's those are the ones I got special out of. edition. I had I had a pyramid-shaped Bakugan. It was like one of the. It was like in the anime. It was like some like legendary one, right? And I was like, and I I didn't know that. Right? I don't really keep up with it too well, too much. And so this guy who was a lot older than me, um, I think I was in I was in first to second when when is Bakugan second grade something was, like I think that. it was like yeah around that time like fourth, so like it was as soon as that came out I didn't know what it was um and then some guy who was a lot older than me I think he was a fifth grader he was like he was like yo I'll trade you so many for that one he was like he was like he gave me like five oh and then I was like one for five this guy's playing himself <laughs> right 
And then I realized I'm like, shoot, I had like a, I had, a, I had like a legendary one, and then I played myself. But ever since, I mean, it's a lesson, right? You, you gotta, lost your Bakugo. You gotta, yeah, sense. you gotta, you gotta learn at a young age, like to 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 know like what you're dealing with and all that stuff. And honestly, I I like experiences like that that are are things that I can look back at not fondly, but it's something I can learn from, right? Because right, when you're young, you don't know not to trust people. Yeah. Right? Somebody's got a van full of candy. All you see is the candy. Right? You're jumping right in. But <laughs> but it's it's through those bad experiences that you learn. Uh, and those those are sort of character-building experiences is what I think. Yeah. Um. Do you guys think that... So, what I've noticed is that in terms of, like, fads, we've had a bunch throughout, like, our yeah. elementary school, middle school lives, whether it be, like, Bakugan, Beyblades, Silly Bands, Rainbow Loom, Fidget oh Spinners, God, to an extent. Yeah, Ooh, Rainbow, Rainbow Loom. Was Rainbow crazy. Loom. But I feel like there's... That's a skill. <laughs> what, what, what fad has there been, any, like, at this point? I think right what, now? No, no, not not even like applying to us, like applying to like the younger generation. I kind of think TikTok Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Do you, do you guys think like these fads are just moving towards like I think digital? Yeah, yeah. Like oh, that's scene. compelling. Digital fads. You know what? I think that that makes a lot of sense because a fad is just something that pe- a lot of people are instantly attracted to and quickly dies off. Yeah, Fortnite dances. Fortnite dances yeah. died off hard. Fortnite, yeah. I, I would, it's, it's still very big. I wouldn't yeah. say it died off. No, it hasn't died off. It's yeah, it's right. obviously waning, but a, compared summer, to where it once com- was. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Over the summer, there was it was everywhere. Over yeah, like Pratico's Fortnite dancing. No, I remember right. celebrities even do it. Uh, like starting oh, hundred. Ra- ra- oh, football. Do you guys players. remember when? Yeah. yeah, Juju, Juju, yeah. Drake, Travis Scott, and Ninja. They they squatted up uh, and that, that broke crazy. that broke Twitch numbers when Drake went on, that dis- like broke so many records on Twitch, um, and yeah definitely it's a fad like people started making songs about it like, um, and also oh and and just like digital and just trends like the what's it called, um, like the Drake dance the do you, like I think Hobby dances are the new fads. Right, like yeah, flossing, doing yeah, the yeah, shoot. yeah, like Kiki, like Kiki, do you love me? That where people were jumping out of their cars and dancing. Same with the Hotline Bling a couple. Years hotline ago. Bling, it's it's everything is just like if it's not something physical, right? Then it's gonna be something digital. I mean, what else is it gonna be? Something emotional, right. maybe. Emotional. People like Ooh. a fad could be like break each other's heart. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Sp- yeah. A spiritual yeah. fad. We can yeah. we can oh, make no, a cult. That's a good fad. <laughs> I, I definitely think that fads have just become digital exclusively now. It might be too soon to say that, actually. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe they will become exclusively though. Maybe. No, I definitely do yeah. think that. Yeah, but maybe just right see, now like, it's a dry spot, dry spell of non-physical fans. Maybe there will be a whole other set of silly bands coming out soon. You know what? Like go- some goofy bands. I Whoa. think wacky bands. Wacky bands. <laughs> wacky posture. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's a good place to kind of move on to our Q&As. Um, I think the main thing we want to focus on here is, um, Imran, since you are going to be leaving us shortly and going to Australia. Whoa. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're all going to miss you, and, like, uh, not only from the In a Good Way podcast, but also from, you know, everyone else that's listening. So um, we just kind of want your take on 
your final advice for anyone that is going off to college or um, just any words you want to leave us off with? Well, to clarify, uh, when I was still in Ivy, I, I didn't tell anybody that I was going to Australia, by the way. I, I, what's it called? What, um, what sort of happened was like, like what I, I told, um, I told one or two people and I, it sort of gets like, um, not misconstrued, but it gets spread out when I don't really want it to. Like, that's the thing. I mean, and obviously I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna willingly give out like personal information. I feel like that's something that, um, that's something I feel like not everyone should do. Right. Like if you're trying to do something, keep it secret or else, or else like the chances are of it being um, ruined is much higher. Like, and also this also goes to relationship advice. Countless, I know countless relationships, not, not, not countless, but I know several relationships where they're ruined due to other people's meddlings and just people not minding their business. Right. And I'm not mad that people find out about it. I'm just saying like, this is a testament toward the idea, right? That people should keep their business to themselves and and if something is happening or is gonna happen to them don't jump the gun and decide to tell everybody right just keep your business your own thing and then once something comes to fruition that's when you can celebrate or maybe tell people about it but the thing with australia was that um i'm an australian citizenship i'm an australian citizen so i have a citizenship right and i have family there so i had the opportunity to um because their school starts in March um, and the deadline to, to apply is February 1st, all that. And uh, December, mid-December is when I was like, look, this is a great opportunity for me. What do I have to do so that I can go and apply and try, try to take uh, this opportunity, right? And so I'm making phone calls back and forth every day between... Um, between uh, Australia, like this is University of Sydney, other universities there, my cousins. Um, I'm, and also during this time, this was peak, actually this was like beginning of December, and actually just December as a whole, I get in contact with universities here, applying places here, applying places there, um, just getting everything sort of situ situated, and uh, on top of that, there was IB, like just the typical IB stuff going on. That was, that was, most definitely the most hectic like stage of my life thus far um so i was i was trying to situate myself in a position where i had as many opportunities open for myself and australia was one of those opportunities and that's something i wanted to keep open and i and i was like look this is a great idea and i should pursue it right because the thing uh like i could go university there or here it wouldn't really make that much of a difference right and obviously leaving um the United States and going to Australia is a big jump and like you'd have to have crazy incentives to do that and they were offering exactly that because the way university in Australia works for citizens is if you're applying domestically they have this thing called HEX um, H-E-C-S or H-E-K-S and um, I'm not sure one of the two but it's it's a thing that if you're a citizen in Australia you um, you are able to go uh, to school and attend um, your like pursue your college education your TAFE or your because um, over there college is called TAFE or your university education for free right wow. they pay for it it's not for free because it's some it's uh, it's sort of like a it's a loan that you don't pay while you're in college they only take small percentages out of your paychecks as soon as you start working 
and it's not it, it's not something that you really notice right and eventually it'll get paid off you don't really feel the effect of it it's not like here where you just take a massive loan and then you get you get like they just sack you and they you get hit with that and you have to pay that off for like the rest of your life right. over there they they sort of work with you and um and since i'm a citizen i'd be able to, i'd be able to apply for hex and there is sort of a loophole um so people over there take advantage of hex they'll study get their degree and they'll leave australia right because they only take um money out of your um only out they only take money out of your paycheck if you're working in australia right like my mom and my dad both studied in australia they both um went to the university of new south wales no my father went to the university of sydney my mom went to the university of new south wales she, she was an architect major and she was an architect for a while um but um uh, as soon as she got married to my dad um a little after they got married they moved to california right and she stopped working in Australia, so they 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 didn't charge her for the remaining amount. That they didn't take that out of her paychecks. Same with my dad. And so the sort of plan for me, because I was thinking of pursuing pre-med, uh, and I'm still thinking about that. Um, it's either pre-med or data science for me. Um, and so so over there, um, I'd be able to because med school is that you pay money up the butt for that, um, and especially for 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 however long it's like tw it's a 12 year process pretty much and over there um it, i would since i'd start uh university now like around this time uh i'd be and i'd so i'd be able to leave early compared to if i were to start next year this time like if i continued school here right so so i'm like okay i want to take advantage of this opportunity um, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that and I'm not allowed to apply over there unless I have my um, sort of certificate of completion of a secondary education which is high school right because I would be applying uh, domestically with international um, with international requirements um, because I'm applying as an American student but as an Australian citizen right so that so I'm like okay I need to finish school and me, I got all my credits out of the way. I literally only needed English, right? So I'm like, cool, I'll just e-school English. So I sat down and I'm, I'm telling you, I didn't leave the house for four weeks, right? And and this was during winter break. So winter break started um, and I, cause this is an 18 weeks, this is an 18 week course. Um, like it's a whole English class online. Um, and so, I had to get special permission actually to finish it so early because the minimum allowed um, time that they give you to finish it, like the minimum amount is six weeks. I finished it in, in like three to four weeks. And then I'm like, and then at that point I graduated, right? But also during that time, I was coordinating with the call-in advisor at, um, at Plano East because me, I like to keep a backup plan for everything I do, right? Because always hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. That's that's just sort of like something I live by, and so I I knew that there's okay there's obviously a possibility that I don't go to Australia, right? Maybe timing doesn't work. Maybe my parents don't want me to go. Just always something, right? So in the event that that does happen, I don't want to screw myself over and just sit at home for for a whole semester. Maybe get a job or something. But and then essentially I wouldn't be educating myself during that time. I didn't want to do that. So I said, 
I'll sign up for classes at Colin because if I don't go to Austri- uh, Sydney, I've always planned to go to UTD, right? If I don't go there, I'm like, okay, I'm going UTD next year. I might as well take Colin courses during that semester, uh, during this semester, and just see see what happens from there, right? And honestly, that, that was that was that was a really smart choice because, um, because uh, because I didn't. Uh, because the timing just wasn't right for for Australia, because I'd have to have gone a bit earlier so I can get my tax, uh, some something for tax, uh, so that I can be applicable for hex. Because if I were to go now, I wouldn't be applicable for hex, right? So, but I mean, there's still the opportunity to go next year. But honestly, I needed that time anyway because I wasn't fully committed on what I want to do. If I want to do medicine, I'd go there. If I want to do data science, I can stay here because I, there's connections here and I'd be able to get a job quickly. But um, advice for college. Um, that's what Pratik was asking. Right now I'm in college, right? So I'm, I'm taking classes in Colin. Um, and honestly, it's, it's, it's really relaxing compared to what you guys are doing. And this, I feel like, is... is well, I wouldn't say the only, but the main benefit of IB, right? After going through so much, right, and straining yourself so hard, right, uh, everything after that just honestly feels like like you're cruising. Even me, like honestly, I was I was the worst, I, one of the worst IB students. Not 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 acad- academically, but just the way I was working. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't the thing for me, but I still stuck through it, and honestly, I'm happy I did for the amount of time I did because I took uh, that experience and sort of. It's uh, after you've been subjected to so much, everything else seems sort of like minuscule in comparison. So right now I'm just vibing through college, um, and I, I, like like I'm I have like hundreds and legit everything, because everything is so much easier in comparison. And and yeah, IB was a great experience because I know that in my for my future like I like my work ethic is a lot better than it would be without it, and it's just. I feel like I can take on pretty much anything in my in my future. Just solely do that, to be honest. But yeah, um, other advice. Honestly, don't stress what what you guys are doing too much right now, cause cause in the end, like like you you, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. It doesn't matter. I knew my IB diploma at that point didn't matter. That's the reason why I gave it up, right? Uh, I gave it up to to benefit my future by taking classes so that I can graduate eventually. I can graduate earlier and just so that I can have an easier load for the things that do matter, which are my classes that I'm going to be taking in college, right? So so just don't stress too much and honestly take time for yourself. Um, your, like your body is like your temple. Uh, like you need to make sure you maintain it. Um, and whether it's through exercise, like what you eat, like, and stress, sleep, like, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I, I regret every all-nighter I've spent because, like, that grade in the end isn't, like, in the greater scheme of things, it's not, it's not, it's not worth it. I'm not saying flunk all your classes, but I'm saying do everything in moderation. Yeah. Moderately flunk your classes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um... What's the next Q&A question? <laughs> I think that's the one we wanted to um, end off with. But, Imran, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much for no um, actually opening up about your experience with that um, 
and uh, being comfortable with sharing your experience with with everything with uh, with Australia, but also with um, your college experience and yeah. providing you know advice to um, the youth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the youth. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate uh, having both of you guys on the podcast, Rayon and Imran. Um, it was great yeah. having you. Um, we wish you both the luck on your future successes. Um, Jacob, you got anything else to say? Uh, not that I know. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having. Yeah, us. thanks for having us. This was a great experience. I enjoyed talking Amazing. to you all. Thank you guys. Ethereal experience. Right. Yeah. Masul, if you're listening, we all love you, <laughs> especially me. <laughs> <laughs> With that note, we would like to say, from in a good way, Happy Valentine's Day, and have a great long weekend. Yeah. Bye.